0: Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, everybody. And welcome back to the All Things Rugby League podcast. We've got round nine just about to kick off, but first we are going to go through our first look tips for the round. This is a new segment that we'll be kicking off each week in which we'll go through the big news that has just, from the round that has just wrapped up and in and around the NRL. And we'll have a look at the first look on the games that will be coming up and where we are thinking results will fall. And there is a lot of news to get to this week. First off, I am going to say that the news surrounding Jack Whiten will be getting its own special comment because it is big news, along with the Raiders' reaction to it, which has been, well, pretty classic Ricky Stewart, if you ask me. But we will be going through all of the other news. So we'll start with the injury news. Um, The big one for the Brisbane Broncos is that Paul Coriartes can't take a trick at the moment after... Coming back from the broken jaw, he suffered at the hands of Scott Drinkwater. He has now done his knee. It is expected that he will be out until round 12. For the Canterbury Bulldogs, it's a mixed bag. Phil Gould confirming that Jacob Kiraz is very close to being ready to make his return. The best estimates have him coming back at round 11. However, unfortunately, Viliami Kikau's pectoral injury will see him missing from the side until about round 21 to 23. And that is directly from Phil Gould. So good news on Kiraz, not so great news on Bill Kikau. Now, the only big news for the North Queensland cu- Cowboys is that Hylam Lukey is very close to being ready to make his return, possibly next week, possibly the week after. Jason Tomololo still has a couple of weeks to go to rehab his knee problem, and Griffin Neem is about round 15 to 16 for his throat injury. There's big news for the Parramatta Eels, and it is unfortunate. Regan Campbell-Gillard's groin injury suffered in that pain heart tackle. will see him out until about round 17, which means, unfortunate, unfortunately, Regan Campbell-Gillard will take no part in this year's Origin Series. That's really devastating for Regan. He's been great this year, but unfortunately, he has caught some really, really crap luck and will not be able to take part. So that's unfortunate for Reg, but hopefully he does come back fit, firing and fresh as we come into the back end of the season. There's one piece of good news for the Newcastle Knights, and they're definitely owed some. Adam Elliott is almost ready to return from his groin injury. It's possible that it could take up to two weeks, but he is very nearly ready. So that is good news for the Knights, and they will probably be close to full strength for the first time this season. On to the Penrith Panthers. Getting any rock-solid information on this team and their injuries has been an absolute nightmare. Just ask anybody who's trying to get Super Coach information out of Penrith camp right now. It's driving everybody crazy. The best we can get seems to suggest that despite injury concerns last week, Sunia River will take his place in the side against the West Tigers this week. James Fisher-Harris is still about a week away from returning from his knee concerns. Isaac Tago, the rumours are indeed true. He has done his peck, but the... Um, Rumours about it being a possible two to three month layoff are greatly exaggerated. Best estimates from everybody who's got somebody inside Panthers camp says about three to six weeks. Leah Martin, they're taking it on a week-by-week basis because it is one of those really annoying hamstring injuries that keeps flaring back up again. Sonny Luke has the same issue, and he has for a very long time. And there's also the potential that the Pendant Panthers are going to rest a couple of their players, including Nathan Cleary. So keep an eye on the Panthers' team list. There could be a lot of movement there. For the Canberra Raiders... Well, they'll be pleased to have some sort of news that doesn't have the name Jack Whiten in it. And it is Jordan Rappanar. Despite the horrific hand injury that we saw him take up at Suncorp Stadium against the Broncos, he is pretty much set to make his return and is available for selection whenever Ricky Stewart decides to bring him back in. So that is good news for Jordan. He had a fantastic game against the Broncos. It was really unfortunate the way it ended and um, something that makes me rather queasy to have to rethink about. But it does sound like he is good to go. So that's really good news for the Canberra Raiders. The Sydney Roosters have a bit of a case of the glass hamstrings at the moment. Daniel Tupo has once again re-injured that hamstring that's been causing him problems recently. Could see him unavailable for origin selection if he was one of the names Brad Fittler was considering. But this is not the first time that this has happened to Daniel, and it seemed to happen in quite an innocuous way during the Anzac game against the Dragons. So Daniel Tupo and this hamstring is definitely one to keep an eye on for the Sydney Roosters. It is causing a fair bit of concern. However, when it comes to injuries this week, all eyes are looking to Brookvale and desperately awaiting any news. Tom Trubojevic has been struggling with those back spasms recently that we've heard, and he did seem to come off the field with a possible groin injury during the game against the West Tigers. Also, Josh Schuster looked far from his best, which suggests that quad pr- problem is far more than a cork, as has been reported. It would be really nice if Anthony Seibold would just be straight up about the state of his players i think the manly fans would really appreciate that but that's beside the point there is some good news however tom troborovic has been named despite this injury although it's still up in the air as to whether or not he's actually going to play and how serious his injury concerns are but carl lawton looks just about set to return from his shoulder problem kelma Tua luggy is ready to return from that nasty concussion he suffered and christian tuuporatu is ready to come back on the wing. Tile Cola is set to be ready about next week or the week after from what i'm hearing but they did lose Brad Parker during this game as well which is unfortunate and it could see Ruben Garrick move to the centers this week. For the Melbourne Storm Chris Lewis has succumbed to an illness concern as opposed to an injury but he is set to be back by magic round. Tom who suffered a hip injury during the game against the Warriors. It is yet to be seen how bad that is. Eli Katoa was ruled out with a Category 1 concussion, so he is subject to the mandatory 11-day stand-down policy. Alec McDonald came off the field with an elbow concern, and there is still no word yet on the seriousness of it, but there is one silver lining for the Melbourne Storm, and is that from everything we've heard, Ryan Pappenhausen is just a few weeks away, and it is not a moment too soon for the Melbourne Storm. For the New Zealand Warriors, there's one positive. Wade Egan is ready to return from his latest concussion, but that's about it for the good news. They lost Torhu Harris to a knee injury. There has been some concern about this knee of Torhu Harris for quite a while, and he was unable to finish the game. He limped off the field being assisted by trainers, which is a very bad sign for the Warriors captain. And as if that wasn't bad enough, they also lost Nickel Klockstad to a head injury. It's unlikely he's going to play this week, though it is possible. Jaz Wanger also has a leg concern, so yeah, it's not looking great for the Warriors with some of their best players being under injury clouds. They do look set to be getting Metcalf back very soon, though, which could be a much-needed boost, especially since we aren't going to be seeing Tomorrow Martin for a little while. There's only two pieces of notable news for the West Tigers. Brent Naden is set to return from his collarbone concerns, However, the big concern was that after completing the game against the Manly Sea Eagles, in which he scored a try, Charlie Staines was rushed to hospital for emergency surgery for a small bowel perforation. It's going to see him out for quite some time. Now, as a Panthers fan, I already knew that Charlie Staines was incredibly tough, but that is quite next level. And we do wish Charlie all the very best. And we are glad to hear that the surgery was successful and he is stable. So that's a bit of a frightener for Charlie Staines. And we do hope to see him as soon as possible and wish him all the very best so now we move on to the judiciary report there's a couple of big stories the first one is victor radley who was sin binned yet again during the game against the dragons i don't think it was fair i think this one was victor radley getting sin bin because his name is victor radley but nonetheless he did get charged by the match review committee and because it is his third offense this year he has pled guilty and accepted a three thousand dollar fine victor radley is cleared to play in the next game for the sydney roosters against the warriors Dylan Walker, he's in a bit of trouble for a head slam against the Melbourne Storm. He is going to fight the grade two dangerous contact charge that he copped. And if he is successful, he will be free to play in the Warriors game against the Sydney Roosters. However, if he is not, he is going to be banned for three weeks. So the Warriors are taking a hell of a gamble on this one. They seem to think that they could get the charge overturned. And it'll be interesting to see how it played out. Because with Tamara Martin now, Dylan Walker is really crucial to this Warriors side, especially since it looks like Luke Metcalf is still a couple of weeks away. Murray Tuolonghi and Aaron Woods have both copped $750 fines because it is their first offences for late tackles. That's saw Murray Tuolonghi sent to the BIM. Uh, Jermaine Hopgood, his second offence this year, has seen him cop an $1,800 fine. Ezra Mann and Payne Haas, the Broncos bad boys from this week, are missing one match with their early guilty pleas for hip drop tackles. There's two pieces of signing news as well to add. As I've said, I will do a special comment on the Jack White situation. However, in other signing news, after the ANZAC game, the Storm announced that Nelson Asafa solomona has signed a four-year extension with the Melbourne Storm and he has warded off offers from the Dolphins as well as from rugby. To sign with the storm but the dolphins have picked up a signing in josh kerr he will join them from next year onwards on a 2 year deal he is a Redcliffe junior so it is very much a full circle moment for josh kerr and he will be a good addition to the pack for the dolphins now let's get on to the early tips we will go more in depth on each of these games in our match previews, but for the early tips, I'm just going to run through them really quickly. So game one, we'll see the Cronulla Sharks take on the North Queensland Cowboys tonight in the inaugural Paul Green game, memorising and memorialising Paul Green, who we tragically lost last year. I think that Cronulla are going to get up on this one. I do think that the Cowboys will be taking a lot from their win against Newcastle last week. Val Holmes had a blinder of a game, and Scott Drinkwater had a successful return. So I do think that the Cowboys are going to put up a fight, but it is at Points Bet Stadium, and I do think that Cronulla are going to get home. I think it is going to be by eight points or less. I do think it's going to be close, and I do think that the Cowboys are going to put up a fight. And for the try scorers, I really do like Valentine Holmes to score a try. I also really like Ronaldo Mortalo as any time try scorers. I also think CSF Atalakai has been quite um, quiet to start this year, but I do think he's got a chance to get up as well. So I would definitely have a sniff around putting Talakai for any try scorer. And of course, Kyle Felt. He's definitely coming to the back end of his career, but I do think that Kyle Felt has a good chance of getting a try as well because he always seems to get a try. Game 2, Parramatta versus Newcastle. Parramatta are going to be without Regan Campbell-Gillard, which is a huge loss, and I actually think that the Newcastle Knights can get up on them. Calum Ponga looked really good when he came off the bench last week, and Newcastle have proven that they are not to be underestimated. They almost knocked off the defending premiers, for goodness sake. So, I actually like Newcastle to get the job done here. Parramatta have been disappointing to start the season. Yes, they've had a very rough draw, but they've also been quite disappointing so i actually do like newcastle i do think it's going to be tight i think it could be six points or less goal kicking could be the thing that decides it but i'm gonna stick my head out a bit and tip newcastle There's Greg Marju, Mike Acebo, and Sean Lane, who I like for any time try scorers. I do also think that Lockie Miller would be a good get as well, but that is my tip for that game. I think the Newcastle Knights are going to get up by up to six points, and I do think that any combination of Greg Marju, Mike Acebo, Sean Lane, or Lockie Miller to score a try. Number three, it is the Broncos versus South Sydney, the the Adam Reynolds Cup, as I'm going to call it. Look. South Sydney will be riding high after knocking off the Banris Panthers last week. The Brisbane Broncos, they did knock off Parramatta, but their second half was concerning. And I think that South Sydney are just going to be too strong to be right now. They're starting to get their strongest forward pack back. So I'm going to tip South Sydney, but the Broncos, they are top of the table. So I think it's going to be close. I'm thinking six points, six points or less. One converter tried the difference. Um, Latrell Mitchell versus Adam Reynolds in the goal kicking most likely for any time try scorers. I do think that Latrell, who is in beast mode at the moment and is turning games up on their head whenever he damn well feels like it. I do like Latrell for a try. Alex Johnson, as always, you can never, you're always pretty safe betting Alex Johnson for a try and Cody Walker also. Cody Walker has already got a fair few tries this season and he does seem a pretty safe bet. And also for the Broncos, I do think that Herbie Farmworth is a pretty safe bet as well for a try. And I would probably go with Catoni Stags. also. I think the two centers for the Broncos have a really good chance at putting some tries in here, especially due to the fact that there's been a lot of news surrounding the South City Ravenos and Isaiah Tass's place in the side. So I do think that the centers for the Brisbane Broncos could have a good shot in there. Game four, it's going to see the Raiders take on the Dolphins. The Raiders have had a really rough couple of days in the news and the Dolphins are riding high after a record-breaking comeback against the Gold Coast Titans at Suncorp Stadium. I think it's going to be the Dolphins. I think that the Raiders have got too much going on inside their heads right now. I do think their performance is going to suffer for it and we all know why. So I do think that the Dolphins and the Wayne factor is going to get them yet another two points on the ladder. So I do think it's going to be the Dolphins. I think it's going to be eight points or more. I do think that this is going to be a bit of a basket case of a game. So my anytime try scorers would be Hamaso Tabiwafido, because with the exception of one or two games, he's scored in every damn game the Dolphins have played so far. I like Matty Tomoko. He's probably the only strike player in the Canberra Raiders backline that I would like for a try. And I also do like Hudson Young. He's been in good try scoring form so far this year. So I do think that... There is a good chance for those two canberra raiders as their try scorers i'm not really certain having a punt on anybody else for a try scorer i mean the dolphins forwards find ways to score tries and if i had to pick one of those gunned ahead i would say probably either jared wallace or tom gilbert but i'm not confident on those by any stretch so those are my estimates but i do think it's going to be the dolphins taking home the win Next game, Manly versus the Titans. To Tom or not to Tom? That is the question, and that is the question that all of us would like answered as soon as possible. Please and thank you, Anthony Seabold. But nonetheless, it is the Manly Sea Eagles taking on the Gold Coast Titans. And I think that the Titans, they are going to be steaming mad after being embarrassed by the Dolphins in such a fashion last week. I do think that that needs to be their line in the sand moment. And I do think that they need to start hardening up their defense and start playing... And I will first grade as opposed to touch football attacking style defense nowhere to be seen so i think we will see a response from the titans this week and manly are far below their best some of their key players daily cherry evans has a bit of a twinge in the shoulder after some really hard melbourne storm hits so i hear josh schuster well just watch his game against the west tigers it's clear he's not good to go which is why he's been ruled out this week and also well tom i mean it's the story that just everybody's got on the mind right now so depending on how Manly line up. And even if Tom does take the field, he's been far below his best. And I don't think that Tom at 50% or whatever he's at at the moment is going to be enough to get over an angry Gold Coast Titans. So I feel more confident taking the Titans. We know the Titans can score points. Um, The last couple of meetings against Manly have gone the Titans way. So I am going to tip the Titans and I think it's going to be by 10 points or less. I do think that it's going to be a game. I think it's going to be a good game. I think it's going to be a high scoring game because we know that Titans games pretty much all follow the same formula, which is Titans scores a bunch of points, opposition scores a bunch of points, depends on which team actually scores more points. will determine who wins because there's not much defense when a Titans game is on. But I do think that that's how it's going to play out. And for my anytime try scorers, I think David Fafita is going to get his first one of the year. He's definitely rounded out his game to be more than just the bomb-storming, you-can't-stop-me-over-the-line player. He's developing quite a good ball-playing game, and he is definitely adding some more strings to his boas if he needed any more. But I do think that today's the day that the 2023 try scoring duck egg will end for David Fafita. Well, this week, I should say not today. Uh, AJ Brimson, he looked electric coming back last week. He's so underrated. He is such a good player. He really is one of the superstars of our game. And I think if AJ Brimson was at any club other than the Gold Coast Titans, he would be far more appreciated than he is. And I also think Daly Cherry Evans, he's had really good try scoring form this year, even in games where Manly have gone like bustards. Daly's found a way to cross the line. So I do like Daley Cherry Evans also for try scorer. We hear that Reuben Garrick could be playing in the centres. So I'm not sure what I feel about Ruben Garrick's try scoring stocks for this week with that move, but I guess we will have to see. Now on to the sixth game the Penrith Panthers versus the West Tigers and the Penrith Panthers are giving everybody the run around about who of their players is actually going to be playing this game so I'm going to try and play it as safe as possible because the truth is we have no earthly clue if some of their mainstay players will be playing and it wouldn't be safe to bet on them so I do think that regardless of who the Penrith Panthers put on the field they are the reigning premiers the West Tigers are the reigning wooden spooners and they look set to take yet another wooden spoon so I will still say the Penrith Panthers will win this one regardless of who they put on the field so I do think if they're going to be Penrith by 12 plus because well Tigers apologies to Tigers fans but I am going to play it safe with the confirmed names as my try scorers in Penrith camp so I'm going to say Dylan Edwards because there's no doubt on him he will play and Dylan Edwards is in good try scoring form he's finally getting the accolades he deserves for being the classy player he is and I think that he's a pretty good chance to get over the stripe and I also think that Stephen Crichton he had an absolute blinder against South Sydney in a heartbreaker where South stole it at the death, but Stephen Crichton certainly did enough to get Penrith over the line. A little bit of luck goes their way and he puts in one hell of a match-winning performance. So I am going to back Dylan Edwards and Stephen Crichton for try scores, and I'm going to back Appy Corasau to get one against his old club and against some of his mates because Appy's just that kind of guy. And he's one of the consistently best players the West Tigers have had this week um this year sorry along with johnny bateman so and i also think that brett naden so two former panthers and an englishman would be my bets if you were going to put any time try scorers on and i think that we are going to call this game the charlie Staines cup because in light of the serious situation that charlie Staines found himself in after the manly game being a former panther and now a tiger and with mates in pretty much every person on this field there's definitely a sense of playing for charlie for this one so best again to charlie Staines. we do hope that you recover quickly from that mate all the very best from everybody here at the all things rugby league podcast so I do think it's going to be Penrith 12+, and any combination of Dylan Edwards, Stephen Crichton, Abby Coruscant, or Johnny Bateman, or Brent Naden to be any time try scorers. On the Game 7, it is the Warriors taking on the Sydney Roosters. The Warriors almost pulled off a huge scalp. They were one uncalled Remus Smith knock-on away from knocking over the Melbourne Storm at Amy Park, but it wasn't to be. And now their week does not get any better as they take on the Sydney Roosters. So... The Warriors have proven everybody wrong this year and they have been the team that everybody writes off due to the form over the last few seasons, but they have proven they are a different beast. They have grit, they have starch, they fight for the full 80, they are a much different and much improved team under Andrew Webster, the New Zealand Warriors. So you wouldn't go into this one thinking that the Sydney Roosters are going to blow them out of the park, especially since it's taking place at Mount Smart. So. I do think that the Sydney Roosters, however, they are definitely starting to click. The dropping of Sam Walker was dramatic, but I do think we will see Sammy Walker back sooner than later. I think he's just been sent down to reserve grade to polish up his game a little bit. Joey Manu has come into the halves to partner Luke Keery, which is a terrifying prospect in and of itself. But I do think that the Sydney Roosters just have too much class, and I do think they are going to get over the top of the Warriors who, if they follow the form that they've been following all season, are going to be very brave and are really going to make the Sydney Roosters fight for it. But I do think it's going to be the Sydney Roosters. I'm going to say it's going to be by eight, eight plus. I just, the Warriors will make a fight of it. They'll do their very best. They've got some key injuries in Tohu Harris and Jazz Tabunga and Charles Michael Klokstad. We don't know if Charles is going to play, but he might. But the other two, definitely not. Tamara Martin is no chance. So Some of the Warriors' most important players are nowhere to be found. And I do think that's going to come back to bite them. Anytime try scorers, Wade Egan, it looks like he's going to play. And he's played a game, with the exception of the games where he's come off from injury, every other game he's played the full 80, he has scored a try. And I do think if he plays the full 80, he could get in again. I also think Sean Johnson is a chance to score because with Tamara Martin and now Dylan Walker looking like they will miss out unless Dylan Walker can successfully fight this charge that he's copping at the judiciary. Sean Johnson will probably have to rely on his running game as well as the rest of the game that he has used. He hasn't had to use it so much when he's had Tamara Martin or Charles or Dylan Walker, but potentially not having any of them may see SJ need to run the ball a little bit more, which opens up his try scoring possibilities. For the Sydney Roosters, I mean, James Tedesco is always a pretty safe bet for a try. He's one of the best support runners in the game alongside Dylan Edwards. And if somebody makes a line break, it's normally Teddy that's there to clean up. So James Tedesco is always a good tip for a try scorer. And I think that Joey Manu being able to run the field a little bit more, to roam the field a little bit more while playing in the halves is also very dangerous as a try scorer. So I do think it's going to be the Sydney Roosters. I do think it's going to be by eight points plus. I do think it's going to be a high score. And any combination of Wade Egan, Sean Johnson, James Desco, or Joey Manu for try scorers and finally, the closing game of the round, it is going to see the St. George of Dragons taking on the Canterbury Bulldogs. The Bulldogs have a bit of Whiskey Tango Foxtrot factor around their team with Carl Flanagan getting the axe. This has been coming for a little while and just quietly based on some news I might have heard, there is a chance that we have seen Carl Flanagan play his last game as a Canterbury Bulldog. But I cannot confirm nor deny that. It's just based on what I've heard. Josh Reynolds has come into the halves to partner Maddie Burton, who is playing halfback once again. There's all indications point to this being preparations for Carl Olawapu to eventually come into the side as a 5'8", which is why Maddie Burton is getting some runs at 7 and Josh Reynolds is going to play the support. Be interesting to see if Josh Reynolds plays the full 80 at 5'8". That'll be interesting to see. I'm not 100% certain his fitness is up for that. Nevertheless, that's the call Cameron Serraldo has made. It's in- it'll be interesting to see how it plays out so St George of Aurora came within a one-point field goal of knocking off the Sydney Roosters at Allianz on Anzac Day so the St George are Elora Dragons are definitely starting to get it together. It's all starting to click for them. Their attack has got so much firepower. Tyrell Sloan is really coming into his own as an NRL fullback after a rough start. So I do think the Dragons are going to win this one. And I think it's going to be by 10 points or less. I just think Canterbury, there's been too much chopping and changing. They are still absolutely decimated by injuries. I don't think it's going to happen for Canterbury this week. i do think that the dragons are going to get one back after the one point heartbreaker against the sydney roosters for the try scorers i like zach lomax and tyrell Sloan. for the dragons i do think that they have got great try scoring potential Zach Lomax we all know how great he can be in the air and Ben Hunt who can put a kick on a 10 cent piece if he so chose putting that over one of the Canterbury centres for Zach Lomax I think there is a really good chance we could see that and Tyrell Sloan is getting better every single week and I do think he's got a chance of running one in as well for the Canterbury Bulldogs it's really hard to say I think Matt Burton is probably a good chance because matt burton's running game when he decides to use it can be absolutely lethal and under the experienced guidance of josh reynolds we could see matt burton do some of that but he is going to be having the focus of getting the team around the park cameron serrato has given him that directive so it'll be interesting to see how matt burton responds but i think there's pretty good value in burdo for a try scorer and if i had to pick another person i haven't got anybody else written down for canterbury because i really struggled but off the top of my head if i had to pick somebody else i'm gonna go the kid jacob preston I think that there is a good chance he could get in as well, but I can't say I'm confident at all on those ones. So it'll be interesting to see how it goes for Canterbury. I do hope for the best for them because they have had a horrid run with injury, but the Dragons are starting to look good. They are starting to click and they look like they could really fight for the eight. So I'm sorry to have to report, but I don't think that this is going to be, be the week for Canterbury. I do think it's going to be St. George. So those are my tips and the news segment for the week, guys. We would normally split the news segment and the tip segment but because of the fact we are working on a shortened schedule because of Anzac round they have been compressed into one this week but we will be back for the in-depth previews so stick around for that but until then good morning good afternoon good night and good luck